It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. All right. Welcome back to another episode, another podcast episode of the Engaged Club. We are giddy today. I am giddy. I think my buddy Jim Hope is going to be giddy. There's so much to be excited about. I'm Roger Kincaid. I'm the marketing guy from Off Course Golf, and you can see our website at offcourse.golf. I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derek Golf and Winter Club. We're very excited to announce that we are supported by CSCM. Um, CSCM's CEO, Suzanne Godby here, had a conversation with you and I about you know the, the podcast that we're doing and the fact that there's an education component for club managers and CSCM wanted to be a part of that. So they are uh, supporting the podcast and they're going to be uploading some of them up to the CSCM website. And so those uh, managers on that site will be able to find it. And we'll be doing some podcasts in the future with probably Suzanne and maybe the club manager of the year. And we may talk about the CCM program. So we'll be doing some CSCM podcasts as well. Very excited yeah. about that. Today, we're going to we're going to talk about something. We're actually going to go back in time. We're going to go back to episode number 15, Jim, where you asked you know, if you were to start your marketing from from fresh, right? If you were trying to refresh your marketing strategy and plan at your club, uh, where would you begin? And I, I want to elaborate on episode number fifteen a little bit here and kind of really get down to you know down to the ground on it, down to take it to the street, if you will. So, you good with that? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so if if we were to walk into a club and uh, do a full top to bottom marketing audit, uh, one of the first things that we would look at is what channels. Is your club marketing on? So some examples of those channels might be, you know, Facebook, uh, an email newsletter or, you know, email marketing, Instagram, are you using a mobile app? Do you have TV, radio, newspaper campaigns? Okay, those are the channels. And then we would look at the frequency that you're using each of those. How often are you running radio commercials? How often are you sending out an email newsletter? What's the cadence of that newsletter? How often are you posting on Facebook, right? So we'd get a really good concept of where you're putting your message out to and how often you're putting it out. And then we would look at the sort of engagement that you're getting in return. So on Facebook, that might look like engagements on posts. It might look like how many people you know like and comment on your posts, how many people like and follow your, your um, Facebook page for your golf club. Um, on, you know, email, it might look like open rate, more importantly, click through rate and how many people are sharing those emails that you send out. So we would look at all the engagement rates across all your channels. And then we'd take a step back and we'd say, okay, who are you trying to reach? Who is the ideal customer that you're targeting here? What is that person? What does he or she look like? How much money does he or she make? Do they have a family? You know, do they own their home or rent their home? We'd want to know all of this type of information about your, your target market so that we could then figure out if you're actually putting your messages in the right places to reach that person. So once we got this, you know, kind of holistic picture in place about where you're doing your marketing and what you're trying to achieve with it, then we would be able to define success. We'd say, well, look, this is working because you're reaching the right kind of person here. Uh, you're just not doing it frequently enough, for example, or this over here is spending a lot of time and a lot of money and you're reaching a lot of people, but they're not the kind of people that you think are ultimately going to convert to be your members and your customers. So we want to do a little bit less of that. And that's where we could figure out where we can double down and also where we can sort of take our foot off the gas a little bit and, and not invest so much time and energy. So that's kind of where we would begin. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, it does. And what I like about it is that you're taking a strategic approach as opposed to a shotgun approach. You know, the the flavor of the month is Google ads. Oh, well, let's do some Google ads and see what happens. Oh, no, no, we got to go to Facebook is what we've got to do. Um, and and so instead of doing it that way, you're doing it very strategically and, and you're, you're planning where you're going. You're, you're measuring what the results are like. And then, as you say, you can double down and go harder at it if you're seeing success. Yeah, that's exactly right, Jim. And you know, you're right, we wouldn't go with like a flavor of the month approach. Hey, we heard this is a great trend. We read a marketing magazine, let's try this out. Uh, but what we might do is say, look, if you're trying to reach these kind of uh, people, and you're using these types of strategies, here are some experiments that we could try that we could run for two or three or four weeks at a time that might cost us one or $200. And we could get some really good feedback about whether or not this is a strategy or a tactic rather that might work as part of our strategy and then we could go ahead and implement it. So if you weren't running Facebook ads, for example, to promote your membership offering and you weren't um, promoting your membership offering in a particular way that's going to appeal to uh, that target customer of yours, then we might run some experiments there. And if it didn't work on, in on Facebook, we might try it on Instagram. We might try a different uh, tactic using uh, your email channel to get uh, you know a membership campaign email shared, right? So uh, let me just dial it back just a second here then. So now we've basically, as you said, Jim, we're taking a, an overarching strategic approach, right? We're looking at everything that we're doing. We're figuring out what goals we want to have. And then we would just basically start building one block at a time, right? So let's just say then that we think that email is a, a good place for us to be, and, and it is, <laughs> and we want to start making these uh, email newsletters and, and using email campaigns that are going to grow our club. Well, what we would do then is we would just put everything on autopilot for a second and really drill down on email and make sure that we have got a comprehensive plan in place and that we are executing on it week in, week out. And only when we're comfortable with the routine there would we move on to establishing more of a presence on a different channel. And what I like about that as well, Roger, is that, we, and we've talked about this before, we're all dealing with limited resources to be able to do this stuff at a club, right? Right. Um, so as opposed to me being worried that I'm missing something, um, I know that I might get to that later. Uh, I'm not missing it. I'm just not doing it right now. I'm putting my attention onto this, say email marketing as an example. But I know that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift over to something else possibly later. So that's comforting for me to know that. As opposed to holy crap, what else should I be doing? Am I missing something? What else is there? Is there something else that that's out there that I that I, I should be looking at? Well, I know that I'm just not doing it yet, um, um, and that's comforting when you when you're like when when you're sort of taking that kind of an approach. Yeah, and you know what you want is the tactic to pay for itself, right? You want to get so good at email marketing, for example, that it's reliably bringing the business to your club. It's reliably bringing you the income, and then you wouldn't dare get rid of it. What you would look to do is to monetize another channel and, and develop the business on another channel. So that when you've got that email plan working, and let's say that it's costing you, just for example, in, in time and, and resources, it's costing, we'll say, $100 a month. You want that to be making you $150 a month, for example, OK, and that's when you would be able to say, OK, that's working. Let's just keep doing that and growing that channel. And now I can shift my focus over here to seeing if I can use Facebook to grow my business. And that's going to be a viable channel for me. If you find that it's not, it's perfectly OK to get off that horse and, and get onto another one. But I will say this, Jim, above and beyond, like the easiest thing that you can do first and foremost is update your website. And it's shocking to me how many clubs 
don't spend spend time every season updating their website. And I don't just mean updating the content, you know, the words and making sure that the copyright at the bottom of your website says, you know, the current year on it. I mean, looking at your website and how it functions, because you've got to think that for all of the messaging that you send out, that's your outbound stuff, that there are also people who are trying to find you. And if they're trying to find you on their own, like in the dark, right, they can't find you in their inbox if you didn't send them an email. They can't find you on Facebook if you didn't target them and they don't know your page exists. They can't find you on Instagram for the same reasons. And they probably can't find you on radio or TV because they can't choose what the programming is. So their only option is to go on the Internet, search for your golf club and land on your website. And if your website is just not functioning, if it's broken, if it's slow, if it's out of date, if it just looks ugly, then you've lost an opportunity to create a, a, a lifelong and a potentially lasting relationship with somebody. It's, it's absurd to me now with, uh, you know, how easy it is to get your website updated and how easy it is to fix these things that people don't just automatically do a quick, you know, one, two day diagnosis at the start of every season and assessment and say, all right, let's get this stuff up to speed because we're coming into the busy season and we need when people land on our website, we need them to be impressed. So that's the first place that you, you can check really quickly and easily before you move on to looking at all the other channels. Well, and it still shocks me today. I, uh, when I was in Victoria over the weekend, I was trying to call a club and I struggled uh, on my mobile device, on my phone, on my iPhone to get a phone number in front of me. Mm -hmm. Like it, it was, I'm at a stoplight. They said, I know I shouldn't be doing this. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I had my phone. I'm trying to expand the screen, you right. know, to figure out where it was on the contact us page. And it's just, it shocked me that, that in today's era, we're still fighting for that with some of these uh, sites. You know, you brought up a good point, and I, I, before we end this episode, I, I just I don't want to gloss over it. But when you talked about I'm trying to expand the screen, right? You're talking about that pinch and push gesture yeah. that makes the text larger. Okay, if you are trying to, if you have a website that's trying to attract anybody under the age of 30, they don't do that anymore. Okay, so the, a responsive website will present text that's already legible that they can already read without having to pinch and pull and expand the screen. If your website doesn't work that way on a phone. Uh, users under age 30 will call it broken. That's what the term broken means now. Broken oh, no. no longer means like the tire is flat. There's a crack in the window. That's not what broken means anymore. Broken means doesn't work as expected to. You know, the, the fast food hamburger takes more than 10 minutes. The restaurant's broken. Right. The website, I have to pinch it and push it. The website is broken. So you need to you understand that this is what the evolution of the user experience is, which is why it's so critically important that when you start to you refresh your marketing, you start at the website. Oh, interesting. Okay, that makes perfect sense. You know, I hope that's some really helpful advice. Uh, I hope that you'll sort of take it to heart. And and like you said, Jim, not be overwhelmed, right? Just realize that you can take a step back, break your entire marketing strategy into its components, and just pick one and really kind of lean into it. If you really feel like your resources are, are too uh, stretched doing, you know, email marketing, Facebook, and running a good radio campaign, then just dial it back and focus on your email until you're really comfortable with where it's at. Yeah, great advice, Raj. Something everybody should be able to take back to their club. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends. And until next time, thank you for listening. This has been the Engaged Club Podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.